Today we got myself, Justin, Nick, and Ryan here, and we're we're going to be eventually talking about uh, the sequels and all the drama that went on behind there, as shown by the title. But first, um, we gotta analyze one of Matt's videos. Now, I don't know, should we explain who Matt is or just leave that an anomaly? Matthew is Matthew. Yeah, let's leave it at that. Okay. It's basically an anomaly. I don't know how do good you know this sound quality is? is. I do not know if this is like going to sound terrible, but I apologize if it does. There you we go. all have beautiful. I think. Well, how should we review this? I think we should all get um, just like one. We're allowed to one comment each. No arguing about it. No discussion. You just have to say your first impression and your your deepest idea of what you think it means. Okay, then you first? start out. Yeah, you Mister. go first. <laughs> okay. Now, not to give away the identity of this person at all. I've had some background with um, the creation process of the video in that I I have some background in it. So I, I when I was when the first time I watched it, um, I was struck by the use of the Messiah in this because I mean, for one thing, the Messiah is obviously referring to you know the Christian belief in Christ as a savior and redeemer. So I think it makes sense then to paint. Huh, see what I did there? Paint the picture of the dog as this messiah, like a Bob Ross, the savior to this dying world of fear and just awful, you know, just I, mean, I can't even use the words to describe just how I feel about the world that we're in specifically. There's just too much chaos going on. And so the simple dog, um, which is used, I mean, not not just this dog, but other dogs too. I mean, it's a simple um solution to the very complex problem that is our world and i just i mean look look at that face do you want to paint a picture <laughs> that was that was very deep yeah do you want to go nick i'll maybe me me more go? doggo i can go i think it's very wholesome i myself am not the proud owner of a dog but if i was I would be very, very happy because dogs are amazing and I may or may not have a saved folder of over 300 to maybe 400 photos of dogs on Instagram. That's up for debate, but I believe this is wholesome and amazing. I think we should initiate an investigation. No, no investigation <laughs> needed here. Everything's fine. I, I don't will, have an addiction. I will find it. You can't find it. You have no access to my account that uh, yeah how, how do you know that huh mm -hmm. to me the most important part of this video is right here i mean it's so artistic it's so genius to just say it's a painting because you look at it and you say you see that it's a painting 
but your brain can make it into whatever you want it to be. It's a blank canvas. And the only thing, it, the only limitation there is, is that it's a painting. So you get to look at it and imagine anything you want on there because this dog could probably draw anything because it's so wholesome and adorable. He could probably now, draw is, anything. That this is, is the last thing we'll say about this piece of art. But I think the most interesting thing about the entire thing, and I'm just going to keep saying, is that he, the spelling of painting versus painting, it's inserted like the painting is the dog's voice while in he spelled the painting correctly. That is all. Extremely smart doggo. Ten we will, out of ten. We will, we will leave it at that. That is all we have to say. Okay. All right. To the actual topic of today, Ryan, do you want to start us off? Sure. Now, okay, first to set this whole thing off, none of this is meant to hate on or be angry about, like, the current situation of Star Wars or the creation process, really. Like, we're not really angry about it. We're just, like, confused and want to talk about it and discuss about, like, whether or not certain things were right. We're not angry or, like, there's too much in the internet already about that, you know, we just want to we just want to talk about our opinions on like um well i mean let's just start like so i was doing some research today and just talking about um uh, a lot of the creation in the sequels which have been really disputed by a lot of fan fans um so i think one of the biggest problems or one of the bigger problems was is well i guess give me answer by this question is should you be trying to fulfill like or um tell a political agenda or like inspire some sort of big um political movement in a in a series or movies or something that were not previously designed to be that way um i'll I'll take a stab at it if that's all right yeah go ahead um i don't have a ton of research on the whole like um back behind and everything but i was um i rewatched the indiana jones movies um a while back and incredible movies but what's interesting and i think is the difference between um uh indiana jones and the sequel trilogy of star wars is um the way that this kind of political agenda is used because i personally believe that there is a bit of a political agenda in Indiana Jones, but it's it's different because Steven Spielberg gives the thing of um, the whole Nazis and how well uh, it's Steven Spielberg is a, is a, he it, he was the ones to he was the one to do Indiana Jones right I'm pretty sure yeah <sighs> yeah 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 so he um, he's he's part of the Jewish religion and as we know in World War II, the Jews were persecuted um, for their belief and many other things. Um, just simplifying here. Um, but anyways, as kind of like a stab back at the Nazis, they, he kind of makes the Nazis seem like useless. The, the amount of times they get run over, shot, killed, made fun of, just absolutely like humiliated is, is incredible. In, in those movies, the amount of times that that happens. 
especially in Raiders of the Lost Ark and um, <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh, <laughs> and the Holy Grail. Like it is totally beat up. But the thing about it is, it doesn't get in in the way of the storytelling. It just adds to it. Like he beats up the Nazis because the Nazis are in the way of him fulfilling his job. Whereas kind of in the new Star Wars, they add elements to the 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 thing that it's kind of like, well, I mean, you didn't like have to put that in there, but you did. And then it's kind of like, well, now I don't know why you put it in there. And it's just confusing rather than part of the storyline. You know, does that make sense? Oh, that makes yeah, I think sense. I think I think it's interesting that you brought up. Um... I think it's really interesting that you brought up Indiana Jones because that is one of the projects that Kathleen Kennedy, the person that really I want to talk about, was on. You know, like that's a lot of where she got her beginnings from was Steven Spielberg. So in Star Wars specifically, I think what I'm at least referencing is there's a lot of moments where I just think that she was trying to push things. And I think it's like what you said. It was it was to the point where pushing the political thing became more important than the story. When I think in reality, you can tell the story and the story can help prove not just your point, but tell the reasoning behind your point at such a more elevated level than just trying to push only that one goal. Like you can see a lot of examples of like feminism and like, you know, showing off LGBT rights. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. No, no, no. Like, please no. Like I'm all in support. Like there was a lesbian kiss at the end of Rise of Skywalker. I thought that was awesome because you haven't seen anything like that in Star Wars before. It broadened a, a fan base of, of Star Wars that was a big part of the fan base, you know, that just made them feel. And a lot of people might go, well, why do you need to put that in Star Wars? Like, why does that need to be there? Why does that need to be part of it? Like, well, because there are there are people there who like it's so hard to watch something that you love so much when it's impossible to relate to it anymore. When you start to feel a little bit alienated. So, I, yes, I can see why, you know, and you could talk about this more and i'm just you know spewing out thoughts right now but like i just i think that like especially with ray and the whole feminism thing which i am not i don't have a problem with women have like been mistreated awfully and like there needs to be a point where we can like show you know that females can make strong characters but i think and we can talk about this in relation to other characters in the clone wars and stuff but i don't think that they did ray justice I don't think they made her a good character because she was so much driven. But like the only the only cool thing about her, like I feel like the only thing they were pushing with her was she was a girl, you know. And I'm like, well, that's cool, but it would be cool. Wouldn't would it wouldn't it be cooler if she didn't that that wasn't her like big worry, you know? If she was like past that, and she was like, yes, I'm a woman, and that's part of my power, but it's also like, you know being like finding other ways to be bad like bad a and like you know like other powers and stuff like i mean the, like the focus was too much on that that it's not so much that it even got tiring it's just like it got it was the only thing you know yeah i mean and, and your point about like the political agenda stuff is that like like you said, like I'm, I'm okay with it. As the only problem that I have with it is when it's shoved in your face, when it's like, when it's, when it distracts from the story, or it, or it, like, is just in your face, and people are, you know, it's the movies telling you, look at this, look at this, look at this, and you're like, like, 
like thanks i appreciate it but please don't like shove it in my face and tell me how great yeah. it is because like i know and i like i get it but also i don't need you to distract well, me that's... from freaking star wars in order to well, think exactly. about this like that that's the point like you you could show like ahsoka is the best example there was never a big deal made about her being a woman or anything like she just was you know and that was powerful i feel like and there, i guess there is like an openness that needs to be portrayed that like like an open discussion or like an open portrayal of like powerful women and stuff but i like <sighs> the thing is all of us here are guys so we're all coming at this from like a slightly you know biased or just like yeah, diff different angle. I guess you could say. Yeah. So, but what I think is interesting is like they focus on Ray a lot, but then th just think of like Captain Phasma. Captain Phasma was an extremely powerful, like first order captain. She was incredible. If you read through what she, who she was, and what she did. Um, they did not do her justice. They literally threw her down a, a garbage disposal. <laughs> but, like, she was terrifying. And, like, it just makes, like, why why wasn't there more of that? Like, I, I wanted more Captain Phasma because she was such a powerful character. But we got hardly anything of her than walking around in a really sick suit and going down a trash compactor. Yeah, you could Which also say that about Boba Fett, though. That's true. That's true. But I think I think this is getting more to the point that I was trying to make. In just like Captain Phasma is a great example, we don't get to see anything because the the, the storyline behind the whole sequels, and we will have a lot more episodes talking about the sequels, the, the pros, the cons, all of it. But the issue I think, and especially with going through a lot of my research, is. When Kathleen Kennedy started, you know, work on the sequels and stuff with J.J. Abrams and all that stuff, she was trying very hard to tell or per per persuade an audience instead of telling a Star Wars story, which is why I think that a lot of it didn't work because fans were coming into it expecting this big nostalgic yet new experience of Star Wars, you know? And instead, there was just a lot of focus that just felt very heavy on, you know, these these other ideas, which, once again, isn't a bad thing. I just don't think it was executed very well. Because, for one thing, writers didn't agree with each other, you know? And she... I just... Just the way she had the entire thing planned out and had the writers, you know... Um, kind of corralled into a corner of saying, this is the way it must be, and if you don't follow it, you're out of here. Because that's what she did, pretty much, with almost all the projects. I mean, look at Colin Trevorrow's script, you know. She yeah. thought that the way Ray was portrayed in that was too weak, and so she she booted the script, you know. Yeah. Which, I, I don't know, man. Like, there, it's, there's... It's a big... There's so much to talk about because it's like I, like we don't even know all of it, so like it's so hard to even come close to talking about you know just what was going on. You know, like there's just so much going on that you like. I mean, I don't know. There's a point like 
I, I see a lot of people when talking about female characters, they point to the main character in Alien, I think. And they talk about how she can, like, her character can be replaced by a man, by a dude, and they'd be the same character. And so I, I can maybe see why they would go for that kind of thing with Ray. But the thing is, Ray's, like, her character, this is nothing against Daisy Ridley at all. She's an amazing actress. But, like, Ray's character isn't super well deep or super defined so even if you did switch it with a dude i think people would still call that dude character like bland and you know just powerful for no reason but i i mean obviously i, I do think a, the female part of it maybe plays into it which is garbage that should not be the way it is but I do think that just because of her character, if you flipped her and made her a guy, people would maybe call that person bland, which they kind of did call Anakin bland, but that was more because people thought his acting, that... his, his acting yeah. was like wooden, which it wasn't that bad anyway. And he is a really deep character, whereas Ray, you know, like she doesn't, she doesn't like. You just don't get to see anything. Yeah. She's just kind of there. I guess, I guess that goes to the heart of it. I mean, like, once again, they were driven when they were, like, creating this whole saga and creating this main character of Rey. They weren't driven by a cool story to show how, like, to show a strong character. They were driven by, like, and I'm very careful when I'm saying this, but, like, they were driven to show, like, a strong, like, how strong, like, it didn't have to be male and it could be female, but I'm like, I don't want to say it's unnecessary because there is a truth to the, that it is a little bit necessary, you know, but yeah, I think I, like it was unnecessary because like we already like, I think the best way to do that is just do it, you know, create, create a strong character, you know, and yes, sure. Make, make it, make it a woman. I don't like, I don't, I don't care what gender it is, but make, make them a good character. And then that will show people. You know, that it doesn't have to be a, always a man in that kind of role, you know? Yeah. Don't start off with, you know what I mean? Do you know where I'm going? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I get you. I, th- I think something that w- should also be brought up, though, is, I don't know, maybe this is just my personal opinion, but it just kind of seemed as though, like, it, like not only Ray, but, like, Finn and Poe were kind of bland. Like... Oh, yeah. We didn't start finding... Like, we found out everything about Finn the first movie. We found nothing everything about, about Poe in the last movie. In the last movie. Yeah, there was no build-up. And we learned a little bit of Ray in the beginning. We learned a tiny bit more in the middle. And then we learned everything in the space of, like... 10 minutes of Ray in the last movie. Like I, I, I hate to, I hate to reference like the, the original trilogy in the, like the prequels, because then it just sounds like I'm comparing and contrasting, but we learned over the course of three movies, what made these people who they are. And that was consistent. 
I think I'm realizing kind of why in my own head as we're just talking about this is like, once again, we talked about D&D last episode, but like, I think some of the reason is like, talk about like a, like a, a railroaded storyline. I'm just starting to realize just how much that like exists in mediums besides just D&D. Because I think that, no, what I think that I think about it is that the sequel trilogy feels like a railroad by a very poor, like, it's like, it's like you keep switching DMs. But there's just enough vagueness or anything. The difference between um, the the originals, the original trilogy, and or even the, even the prequels and the sequels is that the sequels are all story driven. They are driven by the world around them. You know, they aren't driven by a character decision. I feel like, and there are big few moments, obviously. You know, with Kylo, Kylo Ren and like Ray making a few big decisions here and there. But there are so many small interactions. That you miss. Like, look at Han and Leia on Echo Base. You know, you could say that we don't get a lot of depth with Han and Leia, or, or even Luke, you know, and all them, but like, you care about them because of the little conversations, because of the small moments. Yeah. It made you know, them human. Where they're, it made they're, them human. Exactly. Where they're, where they're playing games on like the Millennium Falcon, or they're just talking, or like Han and Leia are arguing in the hall, you know. Just those small little moments. We didn't. I feel like we didn't get any of those. We we got you know? those in the fur in in um the Force Awakens when Ray and Finn are like in the Millennium Falcon, and he's she's like pointing. And she's like, no, that one. And they're just talking, and they're there's yeah. banter there. I just want more of that. You know, there, there was, was just, just so much going on all the, the time. The, you know? Yeah, like they could have. There could have been some slowiness. I don't know. I, I will say, like. I we again I think we should I want to talk about this in another podcast when we go in more depth into the movies themselves but like the stuff with Luke and the last Jedi was it was good cuz like like a lot of things I I enjoy I enjoy the scene in Avengers Age of Ultron when they go to the farm and they're just at the farm and they're you know gives you a break from the action and Ultron and to just be with the characters and same goes for the Phantom Menace when they when they can't fly and they have to land on Tatooine, on Tatooine, <laughs> they're just and it's just their characters and stuff and like you know they meet Anakin. That's an important story part, which you maybe you could say is railroaded, the but in the Force so in of cool. in of itself is is in its kind of own railroad because it people you know a lot of people in the Star Wars universe say like the Force guided us here. But that's, you know, to help move the plot forward or whatever. But I the, just love the, them just sitting around on Tatooine and just, like, talking. And you see the dynamics between Padme and Qui-Gon Obi-Wan. and Obi-Wan the, and Watto. The downtime down allowed for us to love and grow with the characters. The, the thing is, if it's constantly going and going and going, there's no time for us to sit down and be like, wow. This character is cool because they just did this stuff. Like in um, in the Last Jedi, when they're on that one planet with the those races of the um, the weird horse-like things. Oh yeah, I don't really remember. Um, I did like that. I like. Yeah, they were on the balcony and they you were can talking talk about the writing that you. I loved Rose's character. A lot of people didn't, but I just feel like she just wasn't utilized enough. You know, or oh, right, no, not at all. Well, and then you as know? soon as as I soon guess, as the I Rise like, of Skywalker you know? came out, she was just chucked to the side. Yeah, she was 
pushed yeah, on like that line like she says three minutes that's not that's not why we fight this war we fight it to save what we love not kill what we hate because that's the whole thing with like being a jedi you know i love that quote you know like we we can't you know that, to be fair real life and real war is not like that but like that's what i i love that quote so much because it's being a jedi we are here to protect to save these people that we love we are not here to destroy or be angry at the people on the other side we are here to protect and i loved that i just we didn't get to go into it more and to be fair there was so much weird stuff going on there was shipping characters and stuff but back to luke on that island i love that they had him do that unexpected thing of being you know the old grumpy grouch who's given up you know yeah. and i just wish we got to see more of like like, I don't, there's just small little, I, I wish there was like one continuous plot idea. So this is why I made it in my own head canon that when, and we've talked about this maybe on this before, but like when he touched that lightsaber, when Ray gave it to him, and this explains the plot hole of him just like throwing away the robes and being like, no, you know, like, why did he even have the robes on? That's a weird jump from The Force Awakens to The Last Jedi. I think it's like, you know, maybe he wasn't in that bad of a headspace, but then Ray shows up with this lightsaber and the minute he touches it, He's a small Cal Kestis moment or something where he just looks at it and feels, and all these memories of what Anakin did with that thing, a reminder of the failure of the, the Jedi Council and all the Order. And he just looks at it and goes, no, and just drops it or throws it away or whatever. I would have loved a moment of, of us just seeing that in his face or like in his head a little bit more, you know, like we see in Rays. Because it would have explained more of like, and people I think would have been more okay, you know? Like I just yeah. wish there was more continuity that would have explained a lot of the things that people were unhappy with, I guess. Yeah, I think I said this you know? on another podcast, but I want I wanted The Force Awakens to have to show us the actual like destruction of Luke's academy and like the crap that went down there and have that be the start of the story because exactly. You you then went Okay, because you have The Last Jedi, which I think a lot of people hate because in one movie it did so much to change. So the the moment where, you know, people found out that Luke was just going to straight up murder Ben Solo, like straight up, they kind of freaked out. But if we would have maybe seen that and gotten more depth into why Luke was going to do that, then in The Last Jedi, oh. when Rey finds out about it, we'll... we'll well, we would understand more because we'd be like, okay, it makes sense. I and mean, we saw this crap happen firsthand. We saw his emotions because the Force Awakens trailer had the shots of Luke like touching R2 and Luke's hand shooting out of the burning thing. But that wasn't even in the movie at all. That was in the second movie in, a, in the flashback, which is like, why like nothing against jj but why not why not it if luke is one of the main characters why not i don't know i think the difference is jj and once again not hitting on anyone here but i think jj i mean he it's told about this in a lot a lot of time is that he tells stories in a very you know secret box i guess i I mean mystery box that's what it's called method of like directing wherein like for the, the rise of skywalker it was who is Rey? What is her backstory? What is she? That was the mystery throughout the entire movie. And that was like, there's all this mystery, you know, going on throughout The Force Awakens to all these little Force visions that Rey gets going on all over the place. And while it's cool, we never really get meaning to those ever, which is why I kind of wish that we got 
that entire trilogy told at more of a Ryan Johnson pace. You know what I mean? Oh, Maybe a yeah. little bit more sped up than some of the some of the pieces in the Last Jedi. But I mean, yeah. you look at like the Phantom Menace or the Attack of the Clones, Vent of the Sith, even the New Hope and all that stuff. There are slow moments, all those big slow moments. We, I, I just, I wish we got more slow, in depth change. You know, and yeah. I feel like if Ryan Johnson directed the whole series, we would have gotten more of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I Ryan can't... Johnson did his research on all that stuff. You know. He knew what he was talking about with the Star Wars, like all the like the Jedi texts and all that stuff. He wasn't making crap up. He was trying to please the fan base. Yeah, and I I I I get the idea of JJ wanting to kind of have a mystery to help pull those readers in, but like it, it it's weird to think about, you know, the first movie bringing up all the mystery and then the second movie just being straight up like flashbacks for most of the film cuz if JJ was wanting to explain what happened to Luke and why he's the way he is, which it is, it is kind of, you know, it was up to Ryan as to why Luke was like that. So maybe JJ had another plan, but again, we're seeing Luke now, but JJ in the sec in his, if he would have made episode eight, he would have had to, you know, shown flashbacks, which it's kind of weird to have a movie full of flashbacks. And I also think, like the the sequel movies, most of them, I think Force Awakens and Last Jedi pick up right after each other, right? And the Rise of Skywalker takes place yeah. a little bit later. But the prequels are pretty Have dang like far four, apart. There's like what, ten or like fifteen years between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and like five years between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. But I, I do think the reason for that is because I think you can expect that, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan's adventures would just be pretty, you know, a classic Jedi Padawan adventure sort of thing, you know, kind of that, which there probably are moments that would be important to the plot if they were to show that, but maybe it was unnecessary. And then you got the Clone Wars, which you can't show in one movie. So it was kind of genius to make it a show, but also to leave such a time gap between sec two and three because so much crap went down and you can't show that in one movie or even like half of two movies you've got a like a show was well, i mean you gotta idea. fit the entire story of how anakin turned into vader you know and so exactly. you have to pick some of the highlights yeah to the beginning of the clone war him discovering the jedi order and him going to crap <laughs> yep and i think that's what makes just, um Rogue One and um, Solo, such such beautiful mu- movies. I loved um, Rogue One. Rogue One is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. And the reason why is because in episode four, it's like many Bothans died to give us... That was in episode six. Was that episode six? Ah, yeah. That, that line, I don't know. I, I was confused by it too, but that's actually in episode six. Oh, yeah, just... she's there was the, the the way we get the like the whole reason for Rogue One is from the opening crawl where it's like after their first yeah, real yeah, victory, yeah. the Rebel Alliance is now fleeing, whatever. Which I didn't I didn't mean to actually use. No, 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 no. But Nick, sorry, actually. But, but then again, if you think about it, it's like many Bothans died. Well, that that was a different spy group getting the information. But if you think about it. That's basically what Rogue One was, is the showing of 
what the rebels have sacrificed just to get one single piece of information. Hope. Piece of hope. Yeah, piece of hope. It's just, it's the Death Star plan, but they lost, I don't know how much resources just to get the Death Star plans. Oh, yeah. Because okay. they landed a full. Does anyone want to talk more about that? About Rogue I just, One, or I want to. I have. I, I have. A, I have. Well, I just have a question about the future of Star Wars with the way it has been and the way it looks like it might be going. Because with some of the research and stuff I was I was doing today was Kathleen Kennedy is very angry at George Lucas, and a lot of the team that's do? been working Star Wars that's been working Star Wars right now, because the story she wants to tell with Star Wars is a very new and just very different story than what I feel like the fans want or expect, you know? So I feel like, um, well, like, for instance, her plan for um, a lot of the High Republic stuff was uh, Jedi running around on dinosaurs, there being no conflict or war and it was just them telling a bunch of fun cowboy story like things, which what happened was the president like Disney came in and was like, no, we're giving this to John Favreau and a bunch of other writers who have previously worked with Star Wars and kind of got rid of her whole team, which I think is weird. But what happened was that like they they didn't just get like rid of her whole team. They brought back they brought back George Lucas. It was Dave Filoni that did that. I'm pretty sure. But. I don't know. It's just how, how I think, recent I think was this? what we're losing. This this is like within the last few months. I'm pretty sure with writing of the the, really? the the High Republic, and because she wanted to scrap the the um the old Republic like completely. Um, right. But I'm I'm like she she just had so many different plans with like <sighs> I mean you saw it with like Forces of Destiny and stuff. Not bad like ideas, but like uh, once again I don't think they were executed in the right way. And well, I, I just think that she wasn't trying to tell Star Wars. She was just trying to tell her own narrative. You know what I mean? So when you bring in Star Wars fans, not an executive trying to create something like Star Wars fans to tell a story that they already know and love, I think that's when you can really hit, like, hit it out of the park. You guys keep yeah. talking. Sorry, I got to take a call. People, you know, being passionate about what they're doing i mean that creates the best stuff honestly because it's just like like an executive which i don't have much against executives like i i understand that they're trying to um they're trying to run a business which can i is probably pretty difficult and i probably can't imagine you know running all that and you take so much knowledge and stuff and so there's a lot of decisions you have to make in making a business but when you're a business that creates content you gotta have people making content that know what content the fans want so having a fan being the one making the content is going to make the content the fans want which I again oh go ahead I was just saying, like, going along with what you're saying is, if we look at YouTube, what is YouTube right now? What are people getting the most views of? It's the content that ever, that the, all of YouTube 
if you want to watch something, you're going to watch what that is. You don't really, you look for the person who's funny or you like their voice or you like how they play or, or you like what the information they're giving you, you, you decide. And if you don't want to watch something, you don't have to, you give your support to those people. And if they want more views or more like ad revenue or more money, they have to appeal to what more people want. When Fortnite was blowing up, if you were not playing Fortnite, your views tanked. When Apex popped up, if you weren't playing Apex Legends, your views tanked a little bit. Not as bad as Fortnite. And Minecraft, when it was huge, if you weren't playing a bit of Minecraft, you didn't have a ton of views. Same with a lot of like documentaries and stuff like that. If there's like like during certain time periods, certain documentaries get higher views and so they release at those certain times. You have to appeal to the fan base or else you're not going to bring in stuff. And with Star Wars because the fans are so um, committed and passionate about it, they're going to support it whether or not it's good because they, they hope for the best. For instance, if people would have known how um, The Force Awakens, The Rise of Skywalker, The Last Jedi came out, I don't think a lot of those people who are hating on them would have gone and seen the movies. And so it wouldn't have gotten such a good... Um, as much money in that area because of that support. And I think Star Wars fans are starting to feel a little worn out because we're not getting like as a whole what we want or what we hope for. Um, I mean, the, we are now. We are now with the Mandalorian and um, Clone Wars. the Clone Wars. They're giving us what we want. And that's my issue with Kathleen Kennedy is she's not seeing that that's what's working and not the whole let's go off in this different way and take this huge risk and tell these other stories. You have to kind of stick with what you got because if you don't, things are going to kind of fall apart. I, I Yeah, I agree with that. But I also I do think that there are there are times when you shouldn't listen to the fans because there's probably a better reason like i don't i not uh, i don't want to sound wrong because i just i'm saying that there's there's a like most of the time yeah give the fans what they want because that's what's going to make you money but sometimes what the fans want may not work with what you're doing so I think at that point you then create or do something with whatever story or whatever thing you're doing and show them like maybe a better way. I don't know how to, I'm trying to think of an example where this happened and I I don't know, but I just think they're like most of the time. Yeah. Listen to the fans because what they want is what's going to make you money if you're, you know, business oriented, but there probably are times where maybe it doesn't make sense to okay 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 i think i have an example um so they you know clone wars is coming out it's it's, it's season 7 its animation looks amazing it's linking into revenge of the sith and there's also this 
Star Wars kids YouTube channel that's putting out these Galaxy of Adventures little animated short things. And I see comments all the time on the season seven stuff and this Galaxy of Adventure crap. And people are like, remake the movies with this stuff. And to me, like maybe that would get you more money. But again, you already have the stuff. So I think when it comes to like remaking things, if the fans are like, remake it, remake it. I think that's a time when you should be like, it's already there. Like, we're not going to remake the original trilogy in animation to just because it looks better. No, it's there. Love it for what it is. Let's make new stuff and just grow this franchise to be bigger and have more stories and give people more characters to love. Because if you kept remaking, like, the movies or kept just, I don't know, remaking... Clone Wars over and over again, or remaking Rebels and with better animation, you wouldn't be getting anything new, and then Star Wars would would die off eventually. Exactly. Um, one reason Disney is remaking the um, the films with live action, a lot of the Disney like princess movies and stuff. Yeah. The reason that's happening is because Walt Disney put in his like will or or whatever that he wants every 10 years, every decade to like revamp them. That's why they're redoing those. That's interesting because he asked for it specifically. Whereas with Star Wars and stuff, for instance right now in in um in um Clone Wars the 7th season, they're um we're getting close to episode three obviously while we're in episode three because the siege of mandalore happens during the episode three yeah um but we're getting close to order 66 and personally i don't think we're gonna see order 66 in clone wars animation in at on coruscant i don't Mm -hmm. think we're gonna see it as much as people are like oh we're definitely gonna see it i don't think it's gonna happen I think that it's going to be all of Ahsoka and Rex's whole thing that happens. And then that's going to be it. And it's just going to lead into like Darth Vader somehow. And that's how it's going to end. Yeah. Which is like, like, I don't, uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but I like, there's a thing where you like, want something to happen and maybe some people get a little overhyped about it and and then when they don't see what they wanted it's not there which like we can only theorize right we can only guess because we don't know exactly you could be right i could be right because i think we'll see order 66 but i think we'll see just other perspectives see you know other characters from clone wars that haven't died and whose deaths weren't on screen, that maybe we'll see just small short clips of them dying to kind of, you know, show you what happened to Quinlan Voss or show you what happened to, like, Shakti. Ahsoka and, you know, what what really happened to Shakti and yeah. stuff like that. So, again, like, you can only guess. And I think that was what was so dangerous about the sequels. Because... There was so much reading of books and all of these other things and speculation that things started becoming like facts, like this is what is going to happen. 
And then when that didn't happen, everyone freaked out and was like, what? What do you mean? You can't do that. And it's like, you're not in charge of the script. They are, last I checked. Yeah, and we have our opinions on the script, but it's it's like Legends. There was crap after Return of the Jedi with Legends that people read and were like, oh, this would be cool. And the thing is, there was a Palpatine clone in Legends, which I find so interesting that people who were invested in Legends and wanted to know what happened after Episode 6 were... You know, they read that comic or book or whatever, and Palpatine was alive again. He he, there was a clone, but it was like a youthful clone, and and I there was also some other thing about Luke, Luke kind of sort of going bad. I don't, I didn't read much about that stuff, but I know that there was a Palpatine clone. But it's just interesting to me that even though there was this Palpatine clone there, that when we found out he was still alive, which it's been confirmed that he was a clone in the rise of Skywalker that like people were upset at that because it technically was already a thing, not super Canon, but it also like, you know, they saw that and they're like, Oh, that's dumb. Uh, Yeah. I, (laughs) that was kind of my issue with, um, with Disney just being like, Oh yeah, all of this legend stuff and old Republic stuff, not Canon. And then they start bringing it, into it and deciding what's going to be canon or not which isn't all bad because there was some stuff that people wrote as Star Wars lore that you're just like how the frick does that fit in Yeah, and so some of that stuff needed to be like no this can't happen but like Star Nick, Wars Republic to our previous podcast I, I've listened to the first well, we one. We talked about this. The second one we talked it's the about. Second one, I oh, think. it's the second one. I'll have to listen to that one. But it um the um Republic Commandos got cut from that. Well, they're yeah, they're like... canon, but the story in that is not canon. Um the uh-huh. Kotor, right, isn't canon. Yeah, it's um not. It's the not. old Republic okay. video game okay, is not on canon. Who's on that though? Ultra well, now, now we're getting Nick's thoughts on it. Places I've checked. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll talk in a sec. But it's, it's just, it's one of those things oh, where it's like, you it. have good, solid story here that makes sense and that you are kind of fitting into the story of the, the other Star Wars movies. Like, can we get some more, like, because if there's a Sith Trooper squadron that's named after Revan, Revan, right? Am yep. I right there? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Then what about Revan makes him canon? Like, what specific story, what specific things happen yeah. to him that are canon? I, I, it, it's just up in the air, and if you don't confirm anything, then it's just a name. It's just an old Sith Lord. Who we have yep. nothing, we know nothing about. Exactly. Which it's we know what, stuff about him, but it's legend. So we, it's yeah. not canon. It. There's stuff about him. Which we talked about in the Which other is podcast. It's a frustrating thing because. Because it's like, okay, it's like you could sit here and be like, okay, well, screw canon. I just want Star Wars to be my Star Wars. But I said that my problem with the canon stuff is that if Revan isn't canon, 
not there's not going to be more stories with him and the stories they make aren't going to mention him or include him in some way or even any of the other old republic characters like nihilus and stuff like that because they're not canon which is the most frustrating part about it is because you can say well screw canon i just you know revan's canon in my eyes but you're the only piece of revan you're going to have is the kotor games and maybe i i do have a book and like like some games some books and that's all you have to live with exactly and then you have the sith trooper squadron which is the only canon thing exactly. all you know is it's it's named after a old sith lord sick a sith lord named revan the thing like the, the thing and then in the vader in oh sorry go on ahead ryan well, it's like the thing that bugs me about it is like, look at Marvel. When Disney bought Marvel, and granted, there's a whole lot of like other legality stuff there, when Disney just completely bought the entirety of Disney of like Star Wars. But when Disney bought Marvel, and they still began to tell those same like the, the, the stories in a similar or whatever. For one thing, I feel like, well, they didn't get rid of anything. They told the stories that people wanted, and they told them on the budget that Disney could with the same resources Disney could on the big screen, which is what I want Disney to do with all the stuff that they just threw away. Because I feel like throwing away the older public is, and you might not agree with me on this, but I feel like it's getting rid of, of something as big as the Fantastic Four. Oh, even for like sure. In, oh, absolutely. In, in like the for sure. Universe. It's just like dropping totally it. Agree. It's like just dropping it. And you're going like, okay, well, well it's called the these stories. Old... Why are you dropping them? It's called the Old Republic. It's nope. what the previous Republic was. That's what the Jedi Council came from. You get to see the Jedi at their peak, at what they truly were, before they kind of wow. fell down to what... It, well, it's there. I personally believe that the Old Republic um, was a better council than the one in um, 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, I, which, like, playing KOTOR 1, there is a council, and they are, like, there, it's, I don't think it's the main council, because the one you meet is on Dantooine, and it's just like a, like, a sub-council sort of thing, and they, I think they mentioned that the main council is on Coruscant, but the people on Dantooine, they're, like, one of them is, he's kind of another Mace Windu, which I don't know if that was made in the game just to kind of, like mirror the movies and kind of give you that interesting dynamic of like the Jedi and their hypocrisy. But, you know, they made a weird decision with Revan, which I mean, I do you guys, do you guys know what happened? Do I, my yeah, you it? talked about it in the I don't previous know. podcast. You mentioned the whole like spoilers thing. Okay. Well, uh, never mind. Never mind. But yeah, I don't know. I just I I think like there's a lot of setup that happened um, that not necessarily doesn't exactly have to be there to make the Star Wars movies what they are. You don't need the Old Republic to have the Phantom Menace, but it's cool to have that extra background if you want it. Like I know that there's there's people that. Um, there's background knowledge to there's the entire comics to the all of the Marvel movies but if you don't read any of the comics it's not going to affect how your Marvel experience is 
Yeah. Like, if anything, it just enhances it in a different way. You get to see, like, for instance, Vision and uh, Wanda. You get to learn about the West Coast Avengers and what who they were and what they did. Rather than just, like, oh, they meet up and they hang out and they get serious. Sick. Yeah. That I don't makes know. sense. Like, the Old Republic was cool, and I'm just a sucker for really sick lightsaber combat. So that's <laughs> probably the main reason why I wanted it back. But I, I don't know. I just... It just felt like it was, like, the whole, like, guillotine to, like, all other Star Wars content. It's like, this is what the what the law is, and if it's not in this, then it's it's gone. It's chopped. Mm-hmm. And it, they they just don't I just I just feel like it, the main story wasn't being told by the Star Wars like best true and good Star Wars fans. Sure they were told by good storytellers. I mean Steven like like JJ Abrams and like Ryan Johnson, they're amazing storytellers. And Ryan Johnson is also a huge Star Wars fan, one of the reasons I love The Last Jedi, but they weren't told up on top. Kathleen Kennedy and like the Disney CEO, well, even the Disney CEO I agree with, but they just weren't told by the Star Wars fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, you can't just like you can't just pull out elements from different. I, I know this probably isn't in the same topic as what you were discussing, Ryan. But you can't just pull out random topics from the bucket of things you just killed. Like they just oh, pulled out Revan well, and they were like, "Yes." Well, I I think. I, we did talk about this in the other podcast about it was smart to wipe the 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 legends clean, but I think they shouldn't have swiped it clean and then put put like one or two things back. They should have swiped it clean and then picked all the relevant stuff that made sense, and maybe not picked the stuff after Return of the Jedi, or maybe picked only a couple things that made sense with the story they were making, but like Republic Commando and Kotor, like. The Old Republic takes place so long ago. It's so long ago that it's not going to affect much. It's not going to kill what you're doing tell that right story. now. There's no reason to not tell that story. But I, I, going back to it, for one thing, we have small con, con, like, conversations all over the place from like Dave Filoni like, mentioning it and John Favreau even mentioning it a little bit, being mentioned within it, but also... The name George Lucas keeps flying around all over the place with the production of the Old Republic game put back into play, which just makes me so happy. That, well, I mean, look at the Marvel. Like, I hate making this comparison, but it works so well. Like the Marvel comic comics, like they took the stuff they needed to tell the story. But it's On like screen. with the Star Wars stuff is they wrote they wrote their own story and then made a few homages to the old stuff. You know? Yeah. Whereas I think you can write a story with the stories that exist and maybe, you know, add it, get rid of the stuff that doesn't make any sense, but tell the yeah. story. Which, going so. back to Rey, is like, I was pumped for a girl Jedi because, like, we finally get to see a girl Jedi main character going ham. Exactly. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to be another Basilisk Sean or Satil Sean or. Mara Jade Skywalker. Like she's gonna be a cool character 
that's a that's a girl they're, they're Jedi, which I of. thought was cool. Like Bastila is awesome. And to like see Ray and you know, I don't want her to be a copy of Bastila, of course, but to see Ray grow into like a Bastila, Satil, Ahsoka like Jedi and like have character flaws and character strengths and things would have been sick. And so like if they would have recognized maybe some of the older public stuff, maybe they could have gotten a little more insight on what makes you know a jedi cool for one but also you have an example of these awesome female jedi that can help influence how ray would have been would be i i think i think another thing you could could add to that that's she's not a jedi and she never was i don't believe but ventress ventress was an extremely powerful person (sighs) In the Clone I Wars. loved Ventress's character. A lot of people didn't, but I loved that character. We'll we'll probably have to talk about that a different podcast. But just Ventress and the uh, extreme like growth and change of her character and evolving and everything, because you see like at the very like the uh, the Clone Wars movie to the like the Battle of Christophsis. To the um, the episode where Ahsoka gets falsely accused um, for the oh I can't even remember what the crime was but for blowing uh, up the Jedi Temple that's right okay Nick you temple. can't even remember that <laughs> it's okay it's been a it's it it's been a long day all right shut up <laughs> <laughs> but um for, like Ventress in that changes quite significantly. I don't know. I I just thought it was really cool to see that, and and maybe it doesn't fit in with the whole Ray thing, but I don't know. They changed like a ton with Ventress's character and what she believed and what who she was, and it was just I don't know. It was just crazy to see the the change, and it was like, oh yes, now you're rooting for Ventress rather than. Against her, against her, being like, "Oh man, what what is she gonna do? Is, is Obi Wan gonna beat her, or what is, what is gonna happen?" Because she didn't have plot armor like Grievous or Dooku during the Clone Wars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because Ventress isn't in Episode Two and isn't in Episode Three or Episode One. We don't get to see her in the movies, so she had no plot armor. She could have died the very first episode or the very last episode. We had no idea until later we learned, well, because she was in comics and, and other things, we, we learn when she dies and everything. But it's just, it's interesting to have a character like that that has no plot armor. It's like, oh shoot, what's going to happen? And then you see the growth and change. Whereas like Grievous and Dooku stayed the same because they had to stay the same because the plot armor. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. I don't know. That was probably way off topic, but there you go. I mean, we get off topic all the time, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) It's just like, I don't know, man. It's like a lot of people like maybe say Ray should have died at the end, which Maybe they just wanted her to die at the end because then they wouldn't have to, like, I don't know. But it would have just been so cool to have Ben Solo 
have to fly back to the resistance in Luke's X-wing and like and like have to reconcile and people like forgive him for what he did which is a parallel but also not to Vader because the only person that really forgave Vader I guess was Luke cuz he was the only one there but to have Ben have to come back and then everyone like I I don't know I just that would have been interesting which I don't I didn't want Ray to like just die and just be boring but maybe maybe Ray was just something that the force sent in order to get Kylo back because they it knew that somehow Kylo was going to I don't know I don't know it just it's just weird like oh yeah I wish I guess it, the weird had, thing about Ray's way. I guess the weird thing about Ray's character is that, like, I guess the more we talk about it, the more I realize is, like, we talk about her character being just not utilized enough or not being told enough or not having enough growth or whatever. But, like, that's, like, the weird, that's just, that's just her character, you know? Like, she's just this junk trader on Jakku. That is her backstory. That is her entire backstory. I mean, yes, there's the part about her parents, you know, and Palpatine and all that. But her backstory, all the stuff she knows and cares about from her past is being a chunk trader. You know, that's that's all she was. That's literally the entire thing. So, like, I guess, I mean, the growth we do see is interesting, but it's just like, okay, well, I guess we just want more. Yeah. We want more that we can't have because in The Last Jedi, we see the whole mirror scene. It's just her. That's who she is there is no backstory because she is the backstory which it's is just, weirdly it's, like i it's, it's weirdly cool when you think about it like there cause, wasn't cause anything keep, big about her she just was her she was just trying her best in her own mind i guess i'm starting to like ray more now the more that i think about it you know is she like unlike anakin and luke who had a background like the reason anakin came about was because of um, uh, Palpatine and then all of this stuff and then the reason Luke came about was because of Darth Vader and then it's like Ray came about because Ray. yeah again is, we, we could go back to I guess you know what started this video is all the drama behind the scenes is that like like Ryan like you said like I like Ray but I just I like what she could have been I like the idea behind her character until the rise of Skywalker happened, I think, because it kind of, it just, it sort of, it answered all the questions we had about her, but in just kind of an unsatisfying and just kind of, oh, way, which is like frustrating because who knows what JJ's original intentions were with Ray in the first movie? Like, who knows what? Because I was feel like do. he was leaning towards Obi Wan being her like somehow father or something something like that and then you get the last jedi which then she's a nobody which like some people thought oh that's really interesting and other people thought that's stupid like this is a story about the grandchildren of skywalkers which is what george always said so it's like do you want the story to be what george said or do you want this new interesting one you know which Maybe like it's just kind of like oh you're a nobody, and then the next movie it's like oh you're a flipping Palpatine. Like it's like <laughs> what? Like it's like out of nowhere, and it, you know all the drama with the stuff is like Ryan, like Ryan, not to hate on him again, but just he made it into a very unique and different 
than what you would expect but then you go to rise of skywalker and it goes back to what you expect and there's nothing to play off of the fact that she's a nobody that maybe like she was maybe she's not like a virgin birth sort of thing but maybe she's something else you know and it then it's just like oh you're uh you're about to exactly exactly that's you why know? you're powerful like, I feel apparently. like the palpatine thing needed to make her justified you know it would have been cooler if she really was just like this this nobody person who the force had like chosen as another chosen one for this new generation you know or it, something it, i don't know maybe not a chosen one because then like, it would have it just like oh I'm sorry no, Keep you go. That was awkward. No, that was it. You go. <laughs> oh, that was it? Okay. Well, I think it, it was interesting because if she would have just gone, if she would have been started out as like the nothing we're talking about and then came back, she, so at the end, she goes to Tatooine. Sorry, spoilers. There we go. It, it's been a while, but hopefully you've seen the movie if you're watching this. But um, she goes back and lives on Tatooine as kind of the same thing she was before. And I've researched the hero's journey before, and the entire premise of the hero's journey is you start out living your life, a problem occurs, you go deal with the problem, you fail, you get back up and you fight again, and then you come back, but you can't come back in the same way because you're changed. But what's interesting is she changed so much because, like, she's a Palpatine, and it's just like, oh, exactly. uh, I just like just like the ending of like going back there just didn't have any meaning to me. You like, know, it, like, it, like burying them in the sand, it just didn't have any meaning to me. Yeah, it didn't. Like, like there are moments where much. that kind of thing is like, it like it makes sense or whatever. But like burying the light, lightsabers in the sand, I was like, okay. Like, we like just it, don't know anything, you know? Like It, what, it like, came full circle, but not full circle. Yeah, it's like a faded, dotted circle. Yeah, it's like, well, like, I feel like the problem is they still have plans for a series after that or something, you know? With, like, her, Finn, and, like, Poe, which I'm like, okay, but it's a trilogy. I feel like you should have ended the story there. I thought they were ending you know? it, though, like, weren't they? Or was that just the whole, you know, like, they're ending the Skywalker saga there? I feel like they were Here's... ending the Skywalker saga, which is what the bearing of the lightsabers was. Well, here's the thing that I I don't know. Because, first off, I'll say, I think I actually would have been okay if it was if it revealed that Rey and Kylo were brother and sister. Like, maybe that would have felt kind of cheapy, but I probably would have preferred that, honestly. But, anyway... I I like that they say okay they say the Skywalker saga ended which I get but also it's like okay buddy but of course the Star Wars mythology lore is going to go on there is going to be a story after the sequels there was you know before the Disney takeover there was a story after Return of the Jedi it was there just wasn't made and George was kind of planning it but then the prequels got bashed on and he was like well screw that you know everyone hates it so goodbye and then it's it's like it's like of course the galaxy is going to go on but the balance was already brought to the force at the end of six so for me 
like if like in you know a span of 30 years palpatine's back or shorter time i don't know the exact time period but in that short time palpatine's back the force is out of balance whatever they didn't even play with the balance force stuff anyway in the first place with the sequels and i and it's just like like what of course in star wars after many years the sith or the dark side or the jedi are there's going to be an imbalance but that's like thousands of years because phantom menace they say you know there hasn't been a sith in like a thousand years or something like that which there have been but they're just in hiding and then they come to power and then they're beaten and it's like it's such a short period of time from return of the jedi to the force awakens that the first orders here snoke's chilling kylo ren's chilling which There's i no guess kind of makes There's sense no but it's like it's like like how long like in the past it's been so long like if you destroy the emperor i feel like it would take a while for someone to build up that thing which maybe yeah the first order rose out of the ashes of the empire cool sure but i feel like establishing a new republic they would have done everything in their power to try and destroy all remnants of the galactic empire so it's like like it i don't know man it just doesn't make much sense well, well that's was... i mean like look at like okay Go just like the the originals compared to the prequels um the originals had the secret this big huge secret about all that happened before i mean you know a little bit about this ben kenobi obi-wan kenobi is he's vaguely like barely called by luke you know but i mean you you, you know a little bit you hear about, the name Anakin, um, like luke being exactly anakin you know you barely know that they had a mother you know you know, there was a little bit about the Clone Wars maybe mentioned, but there was this big mystery and stuff, which was solved in the prequels, you know, which was resolved all those mysteries and stuff. The sequels, they had this big mystery about this First Order that just popped up out of nowhere. All the stuff that happened, it broke up the, tri- the, tri- the trio of Han, Luke, and Leia, and Chewie, you know, all them. But you just had no reason to care, or you were just just sitting there the entire time so confused, like, wait, wait, wait what? You know? Like, I guess that's the point of it being this so many years later, but like, I wish that there was more, like, once again, with the Kylo Ren, that we could have gone back and seen some of the rise to power of Snoke and all that with getting Kylo on his side. Because, like, it just wasn't interesting enough to me because it was like, I'm not invested in any of this because this just feels so disconnected from the other six movies, you know? This feels like a completely separate story. It doesn't feel like a resolution. It feels like a separate after story where they're battling a few ghosts of the past and that's really all that's happening. It's not connected at all. Yeah, and I, no? I've said this before. I wish the sequels were about the future of the Jedi. What is a Jedi? Like, they've had this mistake in the past and it seems to keep happening. Exactly. So what is the future of them? That's why I love the, the Last Jedi. <laughs> And Luke is still alive. All the OG characters, they're still alive, but they're not used that much. And it's like, like Leia is like, why, why is she chilling with the resistance? Why is she not like the head of the new Republic or anything? I feel like being Leia Organa 
she would have Leia the kind of status general organ she would be the leader of the new republic i feel like maybe I, she wouldn't want I to get, be but the people would make that you know yeah, I get Han leaving because it's, it's it's an interesting thing for Han's character that it maybe he can't commit or whatever. And then you got Luke, who would obviously try to rebuild the Jedi, but then he would learn that maybe that's not the best idea and maybe go about it in a different way or whatever. I mean, who knows? It's just so, like, it just feels like, like okay, like, they could have had Ben in the dark side. Plots. Yeah, they could have had, like, Ben in the dark side still there, but nothing about bringing balance, nothing about, like, an, an emperor rising to power again in such a short time. Like, I, I, it's cool that maybe Palpatine was out in the distance doing his thing, but it seems, I, I don't know, it's just, like, like, why? Like, like, I think there's a way that, like, with the trilogy stories, all three of them are told, really, is that you have a plot from episode like or the the first two movies and a plot that runs from the last two movies and an overarching plot of all three and the last and the sequels did not have that for me they did not have any connection plot which once again just comes down to that there wasn't an idea from the beginning you know like obviously George Lucas had an idea from the beginning of a new hope which wasn't even called A New Hope back then, of what he wanted to come after. From the very beginning, he knew what story was going to come, which meant that the story he was currently telling would lead to that in the way it was told. The Force Awakens did not lead to The Last Jedi in any way. It did not, like, probe into... Like, it didn't... Like, there wasn't, like, a continuation into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just didn't... It just didn't... Like, it wasn't told to tell the next story. Same with The Last Jedi leading into The Rise of Skywalker. If there was a continuation between all that, if they would even tell the stories in a very similar way that they told them now, I would love the heck out of them. And I really do love them. Like, we spend a lot of time, like, like trashing them or saying we wish they would be this way. But, like, I really do love those movies. Yeah. I, well, I, I don't know. I'm still, dis- I still, like, for, for both movies except Force Awakens, I'm like, I don't know how to feel about them because I, I want to like them which I think I on a base level I do like so them exactly it's just like 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 obviously they'll feel different because it's Disney and obviously the prequels felt different from the originals but yeah, Revenge of the Sith so different from each other the ending of Revenge of the Sith connected it so well and and even that last and shot then, yeah, and then Return of the Jedi, the Return of the Jedi, like Blu-ray editions or whatever that added the stuff. They added, you know, people celebrating on Coruscant and Naboo, and they showed that, you know, and that Vader was not Anakin, and so they showed that when Vader died, Anakin came back, and that was the Anakin that was lost during episode three and that just it just tied it up so well but rise of skywalker did not tie up anything other than tying up a couple of sabers and putting them in the sand it's like like That's cool exactly we heard some jedi voices and ray um you know two lightsabers equals dead palpatine for some reason but it's like what like they, they didn't tie it up 
that well. It's just like it just didn't feel tied up at all. And like R two is so like just forgotten in the sequels, man. Like I there the was only too much that they tried to keep and make new. Yeah, like the only parts of R two I remember were him waking up in the Force Awakens and him. Um, that was a cheap move. Yeah, that was a cheap move. That's all I remember. And he's there with um, C-3PO in Rise of Skywalker. I watched Rebels I'm the sorry, other day. R2-D2 has more character than Rey. Yeah, because I watched Rebels the other day and Chopper and them were delivering crap to the Rebels. And R2 comes like out to meet them, flanked by two Rebel guards as like this prized like noble like high up in the in the rebellion which he deserves and they they give him the package and sabine talks to r2 and says you know here's the stuff and r2's like okay and the cargoes go past him and he like has an interaction with chopper and just the beeping noises that r2 makes it made me cry like i was like it's r2 and then when he like he he like goes like a dog to Ahsoka when she comes back in season yes, seven. It's like was so good. Like oh my gosh! Like he's like the poster boy of Star Wars, and he doesn't even like we don't hear a word he says. But he's like, like man, <laughs> I just want it all. It just it just needed to feel more connected to me. I mean, like you just have all the stories from the past from the OG trilogy, and then you just have all the stories. Of these new characters, and it all just feels like uh, there's just this big convoluted mess, you know. Like you just never get like a, a full continuous story, which is what I want. Yeah, and like three PO is just kind of there for the first two movies, which he is he is for the other movies as well. But then I like that they made him a big deal. Skywalker. Yeah, I like they made him a big deal. But like the thing is, is that. They made such a big deal of him losing his memory because he had to translate the Sith stuff. But and then, then it didn't matter. Yeah. Then R2 was like, oh, bop, your memory's back, son. And it's like, oh, okay. It's, it's, we, it I, I don't think we talked about this in the he D&D. Back his memories, including all the stuff from the prequels. That would have been crazy. Um, we probably haven't talked about this in the D&D podcast, but we'll probably get to it eventually. But the whole thing of, um, I was watching a video about like things you shouldn't do in Dungeons and Dragons, and I believe that it uh, falls under um, Star Wars and other movies, not just Star Wars, but plenty of other movies, is if you do something, you can't always just rewind and reset. If you, in, in Dungeons and Dragons, it talks about like in, in, a, um, in a fight, if a character dies... You have to decide, is the party going to change worse or better because of the character's death? Because if, like, if you think about the players, like, let's say a character dies and then that person is never going to come back or hang out with you guys again because the character died, yes, by all means, bring them back. But if the character dies and an overconfident party has to like reset and rethink everything then there's a real sense of loss in the campaign and there's actually going to be a sense of like oh crap 
we have to take every single fight seriously or else it could be our last. And with the whole C-3PO thing is what I felt was they built it up. Like, (laughs) this could be the end of C-3PO. Like, this was it. And I was like, oh, shoot, man. C-3PO's gone. Like, when that, like, super deep voice happened, I was like, it's over. There goes C-3PO. C-3PO's dead. Uh, um, Figuratively. And then R2 just brings him back. And I was like, so there's no loss here. The only, like, sense of loss was when, like, Kylo Ren died and stayed dead. And then when that happened, I was like, there's no way. Like, it gives you a false sense of hope throughout the rest of the movie because it's like, oh, they survived, so everyone else will be fine during the movie. <laughs> I heard Ryan was I feel added. What I okay. Cough, cough, Alden. The, the, the thing about <laughs> Alden and Darth Maul is that they never died in the first place. Like that's like I think that's different. Like No 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is um like for instance, if you have a party in D and D that is just wiping the floor with every single encounter and they start just bad mouthing the DM and being all like a bunch of jerks and stuff like that, maybe you do need to go and kill one of them off. Why? Because it's gonna humble that party. And if it doesn't, well then maybe you need to find a different party to play with. But what? No, I'm not talking about you, Ryan. You're doing fine. Like I just don't get what you're like I just I'm don't get still kind of confused as well. If there's no confused. sense of loss, then are you really going to be scared of whatever is thrown at you? Because okay, here, going I, back I, to I Star Wars, get, going back to Star Wars, in with plot armor, you knew that Grievous and Dooku and Obi-Wan and Anakin were not going to die. There was no chance they would die in any circumstance. So you had a sense of security that like, oh crap, this situation sucks, but they're going to get out of it, so it'll be fine. Whereas with Ahsoka and Ventress and all of the clones, you're like, oh, shoot, they could die. And I have no idea if that's going to happen. So you were like, oh, crap, what's going to happen? Like, they've got to be careful. They've got to do all of these other things. Whereas with Dooku and Grievous and Anakin and Obi-Wan, you're like, they'll be fine. It doesn't matter. Like, it was still cool to see them, like, like freak out like the beginning of episode i mean not episode but the season seven with cody almost getting shot with a um with a uh artillery shot or whatever like you we were like oh shoot but then we were like oh wait no he's in episode three so something's gonna happen here to protect him and then obi-wan showed up and that was sick but then there there's in certain moments, that's good because they have plot armor. But then in other moments, it's 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 also good to kind of like I don't know add that pressure, if that makes sense. That it's like it not everyone okay. is going to make it out of alive. Yeah, I think you can make the comparison between like Boba Fett and Darth Maul versus three PO Palpatine 
Yeah, because it's like Darth Maul got cut in half, and he probably survived. Like you, you could maybe think, did he survive? And and also, he was only in there for one movie. I mean, people loved him just because he looked cool and was awesome, but like he, people didn't like him because of his character. Like, no, not that's not what I mean. They didn't like him because of his like in-depthness. He was just freaking cool and same with that Boba didn't Fett come tell the Clone Wars with Darth Which Maul is kind of genius because now Darth Maul gets you know that awesome character everyone's like we want more Maul you know why didn't he stay alive why was any of the why why was why did do you know you shouldn't have had Dooku there it should have been Darth Maul and it's like okay then let's bring him back because we can play him into other stories and make it interesting. Like the interesting stuff about him trying to kill Anakin is so interesting. And then like Boba Fett, if they were, if they were to bring him back, you know, he was only in two movies and he died like a punk in the sixth movie. He got hit by a blind man. Not to correct you, Justin, but three, because you did mention he was in A New Hope. Oh, that's true. (laughs) That's true. My bad. Sorry. I stand okay. correct. Here's the deal. I just had a thought, and this is not okay. really what we're talking about at all. But what if? Well, can I, can I finish my thought killed. first? Obi-Wan. Sorry. Reacting to you. Sorry. Um, but it's like, like these guys, Boba Fett and Maul, didn't have enough time, and now you get to flesh out their character. You know, if Boba Fett is alive, but you get to flesh out their character and then have them have a like a. A good death like Maul. Maul's death in Rebels is insanely genius. Oh, but yes. then you've got Palpatine, who was built up for six movies. Well, sort yeah. He was like six movies in depth character. And then he dies. And it's like satisfying. And, so and then, then he like, comes oh. back and then dies the same way. And then you got 3PO, who's in every single Star Wars movie. And in the last one, there's a thing that he maybe, you know, quote unquote, die. And then it's just like, oh, nope. Sorry. You know, that my, our bad. Him. I think, I think you know, we just take some white out, you know, the line that says C-3PO is lost. Let's just white that out, you know, get a, you know, bring that R2 automatic toy that responds to commands get it to white out that part of the script man because guess what you know that whole plot point was just for fun and the whole plot point about um like rave dying is done you know right yeah she she died she straight up died but nope kylo ren brings her back to life which is a whole different thing but yeah you get what i'm saying sorry ryan keep do keep do your thing no yeah you're good i mean i was just i this is a very like not even on the same subject thought but like just imagine will you if darth maul did defeat obi-wan along with qui-gon anakin was probably then trained by mace windu if anyone mace windu probably learned to trust him more gain more Form, which gave Anakin the chance to rise up more in the Jedi Order, also trained to master his emotions because that's Mace Windu's specialty. He trains with a, he fights with a part of the dark side. I can't remember what form it is. The pod. But just imagine then if he's trained by, if he's, yeah, if he's trained with Mace Windu and all that, you know, different storyline there. So he actually trusts him more when 
potentially faced with Palpatine in the future. But then imagine if the Anakin and Maul fight that would ensue for Anakin to then become, or, well, in Palpatine's eyes at least, to become his new apprentice. Saying maybe Darth Maul should have killed Obi Wan. But but if you think about it, if if Maul would have killed Obi Wan in that fight, Obi Wan never would have been made. The only reason he was on the council was because he killed a Sith. He was the first person to kill a Sith in a thousand years. But Maul didn't die. Anakin killed Dooku. He was the first well, Jedi that to fully a lot kill. of his others. You need to listen to episode two, dude. I probably do. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just, I just find it interesting that the those parallels where it's like Obi Wan was put on the council because he killed a Sith, and then later in the Clone Wars, it's like actually he didn't. Anakin killed the first Sith in like a thousand years. And yet he was refused. And it's like, but what? Yeah, I get that. But I also, I think it's, it could also just be tied to the fact that Obi-Wan beat a Sith. And to them, the Maul was dead. Like, he was, he was dead to them. And, and even Obi-Wan beat him. Like, you know, he says the line in Clone Wars, when I cut you in half, I should have aimed for your neck instead. Which, if he had, then Maul would have died. But either way, he beat Maul. So I yeah. think that warrants enough to be on the council anyway. But, you know, I just think it's genius the way they worked Maul into the story. Because it's all not in the movies, but it's like so... It's it's a pretty big part of the story. It's like It, it makes it to where in the movie... If you just watch the movies... Maul dies, and that's the end. And then, like you guys were talking about in episode like no one, reason. yeah, he he appears in Solo. But if you if you look back in what you guys said in episode one, um, you guys talked about how um, in episode in in A New Hope, like Darth Vader gets shot, his Tie Fighter flow flies out of the way, he could have died there. Maul could have died there in the pit, getting chopped in half. He could have. It left it open to where they could make a story or they wouldn't make a story. It was up to them. And that's what made it so great is because they didn't have to, but they did to give us more story depth. I love that because each one of the movies in their own way, you know, like even Empire, which ends on a kind of big not necessarily a cliffhanger, but like this big unresolved thing, you know, of like discovering. Sorry, spoilers for anyone who not not spoilers. Okay, who am I kidding? But like, <laughs> the, the Darth Vader is Anakin's father, you know, Luke's that, father. I mean, even that, oh, even that Anakin movie is feels Anakin's like a Anakin is Anakin's even father. That movie, it feels it, it feels like it feels like it's a resolution to me. You know what I mean? I don't get that feeling from the sequels, from any of the movies. Oh. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of The Force Awakens, but like even you just like you just watch the Rise of Skywalker and I guess then you're like, yeah, cool, but because eh, when so you much watch, up, there wasn't anything. When you watch like 
the these the original trilogy you watch the fourth movie and you can just i mean you when you watch a new hope you can watch a new hope and end it there when you watch empire strikes back you can watch empire strikes back and be done uh, well okay if I you just, are me and you're lazy and don't want to put it i in. honestly it think like a new hope is the only one movie. that like stands on its own but that's just my opinion but it just and then like you're, you're the, the right, final though, like the rest of them still have a resolution feeling. It's it's a more resolution ending. Maybe it's because after you've seen them all, then it make then it's easier to be like, oh yeah, I can watch it exactly. later. But it's just it's like okay, I can sit down, watch one movie and, it's a and satisfying feeling. Yeah, it's like I know what's gonna Whereas happen. Like, but like in in like the sequels, like and you just then you watch it and you're just like you're just unsatisfied. You I have to watch the all three, and movies. then it just, just kind of leaves you. I'm just un, I'm just unsatisfied. It's like okay, that happens. I, I have any love to feel any big emotion. Yeah, I love the way Luke dies. But can you imagine if Force Awakens featured him more heavily and then we got the way he died? I mean, he dies like saving everybody in front of the twin sons and the music and just, oh my gosh, like it makes me tear up. But I would probably be feeling 10 times those emotions if we had seen him more in The Force Awakens. But like, man, it's. Like the idea behind the way he dies is amazing, but again, the execution wasn't the best. But holy crap! And then like, he just disappears. Die in like, or even the same way, but like have him die in like Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean. Or like have him die in the beginning of that, then bring him back as a Force Ghost in the middle or something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there were just I, so I, many I, things that were just like make the story so one good. big story. One of the most amazing parts of the Last Jedi, I believe, is is right before, like right before Luke walks out to face Kylo Ren, is he goes up to Leia, and it's just a very, it's a silent conversation. But he oh, looks at each other. That's why I they love look the at each other, writing. and then they just ha- he hands her um, Han Solo's dice, and even though it's like a force hologram it's still meaningful to both of them and it just creates such a amazing atmosphere that leia knows everything's going to be fine and luke gets to say his final goodbye before the end the good parts in the sequels are so good like han and rise of skywalker and like kylo becoming ben again was amazing luke's death everything with luke and the last jedi in my opinion i liked and then i guess the best parts of the sequels were really beautiful and amazing ray's introduction i think is really well done like the way it's it's like almost a perfect example of show don't tell because you don't like you barely hear anyone talk during her like first scene because you see her scavenging she goes back and you, you know, with some dialogue, I think you you can still have dialogue, but you the dialogue is showing you about her character, which is what got me so hyped for her. Because it's like 
her intro is just so beautiful. The music and just the way it was done. I mean, you see her put on the helmet and you kind of get an insight into her mind. If she's kind of, she's a little childish, but she hopes to like maybe be a pilot or one day or, you know. Luke playing with the freaking fighter thing. Yeah. And it's like, it's so well done. It's like, you just imagine what it could have been. Exactly. I think I'm now realizing I like The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi and the way they work together. But I think my only problem is The the Rise of Skywalker. My only problem at this point with weird plot things is The Rise of Skywalker. The rest of it works like really well now that I think about it. But I just, there's there's just so many few little things that I feel like could have been switched around The Rise of Skywalker that would have tied it up more because just you get to the end and you're just like I mean, we've we've said this before but i mean it's just you're just like okay cool yeah for yeah i i think i agree i think more luke stuff in force awakens and more of finn and poe across the first two movies then they would have been pretty dang solid but yeah rides of skywalker is just like some parts of it are good like ben solo is just awesome and the the thing about Palpatine is that the dude is a genius. Like, you see him over six movies take over, well, I guess three movies take over an entire galaxy and then rule that galaxy across three more movies. And so it's like, it's like he kind of died and you're like, oh, but also, you know, it, it, there's there's more to it with Vader and Anakin, but it's like, if he's so smart, and if he has Camino, why wouldn't he clone himself? But it's also just like they put it in just such an awkward spot in their story that it's like, what? Like, it's just, you know, Snoke, di- like, Snoke well was built up then died, and then it's like, oh, hey, it's you. They tried to fit too much into the Rise of Skywalker. That's all I'll say. The, the, the movie's like, so fast-paced. There was good stuff in there. There was good stuff in there. It's like, you, like, the first 10 minutes of the movie, it just reveals the entire plot behind Snoke. And you're just like, well, oh, okay. Well, all, all right. Yeah. Oh, like, so yeah. Snoke really was just an, a really, really small pawn. There was so much more to Kylo getting the Wayfinder on Mustafar, which, you know, <laughs> it's Mustafar. Wow, that's cool. Um, But, like, there's behind the scenes pictures of them filming with this creature that's kind of this dark side is Bendu sort of thing, but it's dark side and it like does some things. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it does something. I love I that. Love. Take out the stuff with the dagger, take out the stuff with the dagger and make it more about finding the wayfinders, make Exegol more interesting. And I guess oh, you would take out the, the dagger and you wouldn't have the, that Death Star fight, which really was really cool. But you didn't have the music there, which was There's other ways Whatever. to go to the Death Star. Like I, I wish there was more of a a thing of, like, Rey and her, like, dark side thing. Like, it, like, was just, like, walk in the room, shows up, shows cool lightsaber, bears teeth, falls out of room. Yeah, like, like what? Like what was the point of that? Like it was like oh, like she actually like goes if bad. you had a fight there and like if you had a fight there and then Kylo comes in, 
like you you get like pushed out after the fight and then Kyle is there. That would have so much more meaning. That would that would have so much more meaning if like she's fighting herself, realizing how dark she's that that future her should become, and then she's fighting Kylo and realizing, oh no, I'm turning into this dark thing. Already, she can tell, you know, which is what Luke does. Yeah, it would be the exact same same thing. Exactly. Exactly. Like he realizes he's becoming his father, which is what happened in the cave. So to have her go through that similar thing would have been so much cooler. I feel like instead of that, just oh, scary, which was cool, but like not interesting. Yeah, and the trailers, like there was a trailer literally called "Duel of the Fates," and it had like an epic different version of Duel the Fates when Rey and Kylo were fighting. I didn't hear that in the movie. Like I wanted I that. I don't even remember. Like I don't think there was that much music when they were fighting. No, there was really none. It was just like oceans. <sighs> like, like, like try to make something that rivals Anakin versus Obi-Wan because holy crap, that was not like, my favorite the, one. The reason that um they chose mustafar for anakin's um thing is because it was a lava planet and it shows his transformation to the dark side while um like fire is like reforging and everything and re like well, exactly over. so the water planet and the know, water was kylo the purification life, you know? of yeah of kylo coming back to the light which is which is super cool, cool but i don't know did they really have to do the stab? Okay, let's talk about force healing because the crap, the power has almost always been a thing, but not in the movies or the shows until Mandalorian, which I like. I've always been like, you know, like force healing's cool, but I didn't mean for it to be a plot device. Like, like, yeah, video games, you heal each other. It's kind of like a mechanic, but it also sort of makes sense that the Force could do that in a way. But to make it a Giving plot yourself device... instead of taking from others to heal, you know? Yeah. It just, it's... Like, it's like they use it so much, like, out of nowhere. Like, they, they like, on purpose released that episode of the Mandalorian to soften the blow of the healing thing because they knew it was going to be rough. It still was rough. They were like, this is going to happen in the Mandalorian and it's going to be, there's going to be something that happens in this episode that is going to apply to Rise of Skywalker. So watch out for this. And I was like, what are they going to do? Are they going to mention some character? (laughs) And, and then like, it was the whole like, force healing thing. Like the snake thing. To be fair, was I cool. think there was an... It was cool, you know, to see how Ray chose to, instead of attack, heal. Once again, bringing back to that, that, that protective nature of the Jedi, which I liked, you know? Yeah, and it, it, it kind of seems like that the reason they put force healing so heavily in is because... You know, J. I, you know, credit to JJ. He's a good guy, but I think he, re- he really was stressed and struggled with ending it all. You know, and so well, it's I mean, kind of smart to write a healing ending, so that... and we know that there were like there were like four different other other full scripts. Some of them already filmed a little bit of the Rise of Skywalker. 
like do all the fates call on Trevor Rose, which I wish we could have seen. Yeah. Like, it's like they put healing in so that in case they change their mind, then they could just flip it around. Like, like, like they, you know, Kylo dies, Ray heals him, and then Ray dies, and Kylo heals her, and then Kylo dies after healing her because he used all of his force energy to heal him, even though Ray just kind of did the same thing to heal him, which it's like, what? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's all just it just it's too bad it was a mess. I wish we could have just had some Star Wars fans tell a Star Wars story instead of having to be a marketing mess, a you know, contrived mess, you know, it was just it was just it was too much mess for me. I like it, and I'll continue to like it. You know, not many people like the prequels because it was different than what they expected. I'm sure that's part of why we don't like the the sequels. It doesn't help that we know what they could have been too, but we'll get over them. The small things that we don't like, because guess what? It's Star Wars, and it still tells those themes of light winning over dark and all that. So I'm sure we will begin to like them more than we do now. Yeah, which I feel like. The crap against the prequels is a very different criticism than the sequels because I think the prequels are mainly trashed on for their acting and like writing like yeah. dialogue. But you know, and it was I think people got a little distracted by that and were distracted from the story that was going on and they felt like the acting maybe didn't do the story justice or whatever. But when we're talking about the sequels, we're talking about it has good acting. It's just that the writing is not consistent at all. And the the story that they were using does not really have to be told because of the way it ended up, which I think they could have maybe done some things different and would have made more sense. But right now it's like, why did this need to be written? Like, like what, what? I don't know. All right. Well, it's pretty late, so closing thoughts besides what we've talked about. I think I just did my closing thoughts, so I'm good. Is Nick awake? I'm awake still. I'm not falling asleep (laughs) this time. Uh, My closing thoughts? um, Star Wars is an incredible... Um, incredible saga that I think is sometimes overlooked for the flaws rather than the good things of it. And even though we we spent quite a bit of time picking out the flaws, it's because we love it, not because we absolutely hate it. True. Exactly. All right. I guess I should promote us because. I don't know where you're listening to us because you can now find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, which is pretty neat. We have a Patreon if you'd like to donate or help us afford new audio equipment or whatever. That's always appreciated, so you don't have to listen to so much ear rape. Um, Yeah, continue tuning in. We have an Instagram. We'll be getting a Twitter. Yep, that's that's pretty much it. 
If you have any questions you'd like us to answer, comment on whatever platform you're listening to, and I think it'd be cool to just answer more questions a little bit more briefly even and go through that, but we'll see where we go. We're just talking as per usual, so... We're pretty yeah. good at that. Lunar exploration. <laughs> Unless the moon blows it up.